Welcome to the New Wave Entrepreneur, where we dive headfirst into Web 3.0, personal sovereignty, spirituality, and psychology. These conversations are unfiltered access to brilliant minds and actionable advice that will prepare you for the rapidly changing world. So, jump in. The water is warm and the tide is rising. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is with a new friend of mine. His name is J.F. Fee. J.F. Fee is the creator of basically an incredible set of NFTs called the Surreals. And I was tipped off to this collection of NFTs by my friend Tyler. So shout out to Tyler. And, you know, when I was looking through the collection a few months ago, I saw all these really interesting pictures of different types of nature uh, combined with surrealist elements in a really fascinating look and I purchased one for myself of course it was a mushroom head as you as you would well guess it was so funny uh, you know last month someone put in the comments on Instagram they said um, do you like psychedelics and I said sir my profile picture, because at the time my profile picture was one of my surreals that I purchased. I said, sir, my profile picture is a digitized mushroom. What do you think? <laughs> but Tyler connected me with Jay, who is the creator of this incredible uh, collection. I think I've said it multiple times now. And, um, and so this conversation, actually, you know, I intended for this just to be a getting to know you conversation. And, you know, about five minutes into the podcast, I said, you know what? This is a podcast. Or five minutes into our conversation, I said, you know what? This is a, this is a podcast. Originally, we'd met on Zoom, and so we just kind of started talking and getting to know each other. And then, you know, eventually, we just go into full blown podcast mode. So it kind of gives you a little bit of behind the scenes of um, of kind of you know our conversation. And then I go right into actually making this into a legit show. So I hope you enjoy that. And of course, if you are enjoying these podcasts, you know, you can get all the podcasts that I've listed so far uh, on newwaveentrepreneur.com. This is actually where I'm starting to house all this content. So make sure you check out newwaveentrepreneur.com because there's a couple really interesting things for you there. The first is a new blog that I just created and you can go to newwaveentrepreneur.com and you can see the first link, it says articles and podcasts. And when you click on that, you'll see the new blog. And this blog has the listing of all the shows that we're doing, so you can always go back and refer to them there. And very shortly, I'm going to be uploading premium content to that website as well. So not only can you get all the free content I'm putting out, which I'll be releasing new articles as well, but I'm doing behind the scenes content, unlisted podcasts that won't go on the main on the main podcast feeds and all this new stuff that you can only get as a premium subscriber. So you can check out the premium stuff there as well. And of course, on newwaveentrepreneur.com, I have links to the workshops I'm hosting, just like the new one I'm dropping in December. December 17th and 18th is the New Wave Workshop where you can learn all about Web3. I'm going to put up stuff for our merch that we're dropping. Uh, so everything you need to know about the new wave movement is on newwaveentrepreneur.com. So that's the little beginner's piece of this. I hope that you enjoy this episode with JFV. Uh, check out the Surreals collection as well, and I'll see you on the other side.
Jay. Thank you. What's poppin', baby? Ah, uh, everything's good. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm just taking a few days off to you know to cool down and and reflect, so to speak. Yeah. Are you in um? Are you in Costa Rica still? Yeah. I love right. Costa Rica, man. You be there? A couple times. They, you know, they did a survey a few years ago, and apparently Costa Rica was voted the happiest place on earth. I don't know how they how they rank these things, but it seems accurate to me. Yeah, we lost we lost that position, but but yeah, it was. Who, who's uh, who's number one now? I'm not sure. I think it's uh, country near Tibet, um, Bhutan. I think. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. yeah Learn something new every day. Oh man. So what's up, man? Um. So yeah, um, it's real. Yeah, <laughs> um, Lotus project was way more successful than I ever imagined it would be, and and right now I'm kind of you know planning, um, you know what we're gonna do for the future, uh, how I'm going to reward my community. Uh, um, all of this has been like a big learning experience for me, um, because you know I'm just an artist. I stated that very clearly in the website, like. Um, Hey, I don't know anything about anything. Yeah, just know how to doing. Pretty pictures, yeah. Um, so I've had to learn, you know, uh, by force, um, kind of. And thankfully, and you know, a lot of people from the community who are way more, who are way more into NFTs than me, have helped me out to, you know, um, figure out a good direction where you can take this. Um, people have stepped up and and you know and um offer up their talents you know uh to make this thing grow uh, and it's really amazing it's really amazing because um my art the type of art that i used to do uh you know it was technically very impressive but uh, it didn't really get a, an emotional reaction out of people like this thing did yeah. Uh, yeah. so this isn't something this is something that i haven't felt in a very very long time and i'm really really happy you know uh that people kind of open their hearts to this project um, that they're printing them out, that they are putting them in their houses, that they are, you know, uh, making lore. Uh, it's all really, really amazing to me. And I'm really, really thankful to everyone, you know, who has uh, helped us out in this journey. Mm -hmm. And it was really fast too. This was uh, like two months ago, we had a lunch. So it was extremely fast as well. So you know, amazing, yeah. Mm -hmm. As, as an artist, do you feel that it's, um, we're not doing a podcast and we're just talking. As an artist, do you feel um, do you feel like gratified? Does it feel good? Yes, it's. I mean, it's amazing because you know, as an artist, you know, especially an artist from a third world country, like you're always accustomed to, you know, that you are going to barely scrap by, you know, in, in economically. That you're always going to barely scrap by. That you're lucky to get the scraps. That you have to beg people for a for a decent pay. Uh, yep. uh, uh, and, and I had and I was in that mindset for over ten years. And suddenly, you know, these NFT things come around, these uh, Web3 things come around, and, and and it's amazing. It's like 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 the opposite thing. Like here is all these people who are welcoming you with open arms and, and giving you the pay that you deserve, it. and no intermediaries as well. And and it's and you decide what to do with your art, and and that is just so amazing to me. Like like um, uh, it's kind of like a, a dream to be quite honest. It's, it's kind of like a dream because yeah. to be in, in this. In this, you know, uh, oh, poor me, I'm a starving artist mindset for so long. And, and then suddenly, you know, uh, people love your art and they're, they're paying out, you know, you know uh, what it's worth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, has, is, is the first, like the first 10,000 completely sold? They sold out in 13 seconds. 13 seconds? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was insane to me. It was absolutely insane to what? me. What? Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> 
Mm -hmm. That's insane. Yes. We were not prepared. We were definitely not prepared. Like like uh, our our website failed the first time around. We had to delay the launch for a day. Uh, reservation system completely uh, died on us. You know, um, we were not ready. Like we were not ready. You know, for this big of uh, a response. Mm -hmm. So are you going? To, so I mean, from from what I can see, like I look at I look at the emergence of you know other. Um, NFT, I guess you call them brands. You have the Bored Apes, you have the Mutant Apes, you have all these different like well-known brands. And I see them as almost like, I see them as more than just the art. I see them as, we have like this fashion brand over here called Supreme. Do you know Supreme? Mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah. It's just like streetwear and they have like, you know, they have expensive t-shirts and backpacks and hats and they're not really that artistically impressive but they have a high demand and whenever they open up a new line of supreme gear it always sells out quickly and that's mm -hmm. kind of like where i see uh, nft art moving towards people finding brands that they really like and then i can see you know merchandise you know uh, animations um you know music videos uh art you know walls stuff to put on your wall like there's an entire ecosystem you can create around the surreals that's from my, mm -hmm. my perspective that, that is something that people have brought to my attention. And the thing is, I think that if we do exactly the same that everyone else is doing, we're going to burn out. Uh, yeah. So, so we're trying to we're going to focus on our brand on, on, on art, on celebrating art, on giving a platform for artists to, you know, to uh, display their work, uh, put up some pieces in our museum, that kind of stuff. Like, like uh, we are marketing ourselves as a, as a platform that is going to help our, our other artists grow. Um, in, in the same way that the NFT community, you know, helped me as an artist grow, um, you know, uh, so that's where we're pushing it. Um, I don't know if you've read on our initiative, it's called Surreal Satellier. It's, um, it's kind of like a launchpad for artists and new NFT projects that are art focused uh, so that they can reach a bigger audience. And in, in exchange, we get uh, Surreal's folders, get wide spots, and we also get uh, art for our metaverse. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and how, how does how does Surreal's fit into the metaverse? Uh, so I had no idea at first, you know, because I didn't plan this out at all. So, and I, and I don't know how, you know, okay, how do I program this into the metaverse? Um, I don't know anything about programming. Um, so how do we do this? And I noticed that a lot of metaverse spaces are actually art galleries where, where you can, you know, uh, display um, your NFTs and stuff. And that is kind of something that, you know, that will go hand in hand with this project. You know, we have this classical art project, uh, you know, what about we open our own gallery? And, and we curate art from all over the NFT space. I think that's the niche that we're going to carve out for, for us. Uh, what benefits are we gonna have for our holders? Well, I still don't know. Uh, this is still something that I'm working out, uh, but the direction is going to be that we're going to be, uh, you know, focusing on fine, the fine art aspect uh, and, and the gallery display aspect. The thing is, it's a very fine line to walk because, you know, a lot of people don't like that vibe. A lot of people are like, oh yeah, this place is kind of, you know, uh, this, that, that's kind of snowy or, or or that's kind of, uh, you know, or, oh, you're only, oh, this, you have to have this level of art to win the Surreal's Gallery. That is something that I do not want uh, happening. Um, you know, uh, of course, we're going to curate the art that goes in there, but I don't want people to feel like, you know, um, okay, we're being excluded because the art is not good enough, for example. Yeah, that isn't something that I want happening, and it's something that I'm keeping a close eye on. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, the whole NFT space has made it more democratic for artists to create and to showcase their work. So you want to have a high quality of work, but you also don't want to raise the bar so high that people can't participate. Exactly. Yeah. It's a fine line to work. And I think it's going to, to, it's going to take us a while to, you know, to, exec, to exactly determine, okay, uh, this is a good project for the atelier. Um, 
and this one isn't is going to take us a while um we've already found some really really good projects and the people who have gone to the atelier so far um they're loving the experience which i'm very happy about we only had two projects <laughs> you know in the atelier so far but but i'm taking you know i'm taking notes so we can make this the best experience possible for for new artists that want to collaborate with us so what so are you so what does your day look like are you working on new projects now or are you just managing the surreals project uh right now well i kind of burned myself out with the launch of the surreals i kind of got sick <laughs> uh, yeah I, I i got sick yeah, for a while uh yeah yeah exactly i have like a, a this <laughs> extremely delicate digestive system and you know the tiniest amount of stress uh, uh you know uh i have a bad time so i i took a little while to you know to cool down um and and rest and relax for a little bit and then okay uh, really plan out what i'm going to do in in the meantime in the meantime you know uh thankfully you know uh, our mods and community managers more than managed you know to fill my role because i was kind of doing everything yeah in the meantime those, those guys handled it perfectly and thank you i know we're not doing a podcast but you know this recording goes out live later and somebody's listening. oh yeah thank you yeah but um yeah, so my day right now, kind of uh, checking Twitter, checking Twitter, checking Twitter, <laughs> because NFT spaces, you know, um, it's really moved by Twitter. That's something that I learned. Twitter is really, really, really important uh, for an NFT project to 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 gain tracks, you know, to to wind up. It's all Twitter, so moved by Twitter. So checking Twitter is a big part of my day. Uh, then uh, sketching, I usually. I was in a job that required me to, you know, to do storyboards, and I realized that I'm not really that good at sketching. So I do some sketching practice, and some of those ideas, you know, are surreal related. For example, then you know, uh, I check on any mentions on Discord, you know, uh, to be up, up to up to speed with what with the, whatever the community is cooking up, getting updates from mods, uh, anything that is important, you know, uh, for me to be aware of. Then usually um, I work on some art. I try. I spend at least an hour on Photoshop a day. That's super important to me. Like uh, in the first day of the project, people could see me, you know, in Photoshop eight, ten hours a day, every single day. Yeah, uh, I kind of, I kind of, um, it's kind of like a habit, you know, right now for me. So I do some art. Um, I'm also learning to play the kalimba, which is a tiny nice. drum piano. Yeah, I'm learning how to play that as well. And I do meditation every day. Really important. Me too. Yeah, uh, it's so, something that I that I had kind of uh, left left abandoned for a little bit, and it kind of uh, not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a really anxious person, so I don't do meditation to keep my anxiety in check, but uh, that helps me a lot. Yeah. Now here's something that's interesting. Like what I okay, so when you're creating, because there's ten thousand varieties of the surreals, you know, mm. and they're they're all like essentially randomized, and so the way that you create the art. From my understanding, it's not that you create ten thousand individual pieces; is that you create the different elements, and then the element, yes. the software program uses the elements to randomize the exactly. artwork. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell me more about that. How does that work? This maybe this is a podcast. I don't know. Maybe it is a podcast. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. I don't know. It's just, I'm just interested. It may or may not be a podcast. Okay, a secret yeah. podcast. All right. Uh, so um, it's really, really important, you know, uh, in order to do generative art, to make sure that all the pieces look well together like uh that they are going to fit together that they're that this part is gonna, not gonna look too weird with this other part uh and that kind of stuff so i always keep all the parts uh in the same file you know next to each other in layers and um and whenever i paint a new part i try to you know okay let's see how this looks with this and how we look with that and and try some iterations you know just to make sure that it's going to look good of course you can test for every combination that's impossible but you know, um, at least a few, at least a few, just to get a general feel that that part is going to work in the whole. 
the things that you have, they need to pay, pay the most attention to is that the parts stick, actually fit together. Like you're not going to have la like um, a head that is going to have like, oh, this head has this space between between the head and, and the body. That kind of stuff that's the kind of quality control. Uh, and thankfully, I had a really, really good, you know, background, you know, in order to quality control my own work, which is um, I used to work for Amazon Prime Video. Ah. Uh, yeah for five years and I used to, you know, design ads and that kind of stuff. And those ads, they have to be pixel perfect. Yep. Like, uh, yeah, so you yep. have to be really, really careful, like down to the pixel. Um, uh, and that skill actually was really, really useful for this project because, you know, I, I was able to quickly, you know, um, quality control my own work and make sure that, uh, you know, we didn't have those tiny pixel wide gaps in some of the art and that kind of stuff. Of course, some stuff is going to slip by. That's that's you know uh, impossible not to happen. But but uh, thankfully we caught most of the errors you know before rolling out. Um, there was one error that we decided to left to leave in, which is that there are two nuns, two surreal nuns that have three hands. They have to both the praying <laughs> hands and they have a Bible. And, <laughs> uh, and we noticed that and we said, oh my God, we have to roll this back. And and, and somebody said, no 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 no, it looks great, it looks it looks good, it looks amazing, it looks surreal. Let's leave it in. And we decided <laughs> to leave it in, and people love them. Yeah, and people love them, and they are two of the rarest pieces in the in the collection. Uh, it was kind of like a, a a glitch that slipped by, but not really. So yeah, we decided to leave those in, and, and people love them. So it was the correct decision. I mean, I guess I feel like I have to ask this just from seeing. Now, now I'm going into full podcast mode. By the way, okay, we're officially doing a podcast. Uh, <laughs> now I have to ask just from seeing the art. Are you into psychedelics? No. Uh, no. I started. No, I no, I, I don't. Um, That's surprising. I, I am a naturally extremely sensitive person. Like it doesn't it doesn't really take that much to you know to uh, uh, get me drunk or high. Uh, uh, so I, I do drugs extremely carefully. Yeah, I, I kind of I kind of you know I studied biology, uh, so there was a lot of weed there, <laughs> but that's it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean the the art that's been created just from the whole entire collection, it has this interesting combination of like very natural, like an organic feel with a with a with an i would say an enhanced perspective you know from, from the colors to the way that things are um just like the design elements i mean i guess the, the word is surreal obviously they are surreal um but i also feel like there's a very like a, a natural like a a very biological component to them as well oh yeah um i did it uh, like i just told you i, I used to be a biologist that was my yep. first uh yep. was, uh yeah, my actual degree is in biology. Somehow I ended up doing art and then I ended up being a graphic designer for Amazon and then I ended up doing NFTs. Yeah, so... So you didn't uh, always... You you're, you weren't always an artist. You didn't always want to be an artist. Uh, no. Actually, I took that decision because I noticed that in biology, all the work that I had there was in art. Like, uh, you know, there was this teacher that said, uh, hmm, we need these illustrations, you know, uh, for some sharks for a project. And I decided, hey, let me do it. And they loved them. They love it so much that they printed them out and, uh, and they put it in uh, in their office. And it was like, you know, they may be something to this art thing. And then I took a scientific illustration course. And then I asked the teacher, hey, what do you have to do in order to make this your career? And he said, I studied graphic design. And so I enrolled in art, in art school. Uh, they rejected me the first time, by the way. They rejected me the first time that I applied to art school. Uh, <laughs> I tried again. Yeah, I tried again next year. Uh, and I loved it. It, it, it. That was my career. You know, art was my career, definitely. And then, and then, yeah, and then uh, I, uh, during those years, I still collaborated, you know, with uh, scientific illustration and, and in the school of biology, that kind of stuff. Uh, and then suddenly um, I had to abandon my studies in order to work because, you know, life stuff. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. And, and I used to, uh, you know, the customer service at Amazon. Uh, you know, I was tech support. I was uh, troubleshooting Kindles and that kind of stuff. It, it's a really tough job. And then suddenly yeah. this position in Prime Video opened up. And I ended up, you know, working for uh, Prime Video for five years. And it was an amazing experience, really, because, you know, it gave me a chance to, you know, to, um, to really uh, kind of like um, uh, design for AAA productions and, you know, with very high stakes. Uh, and that kind of stuff. And, and it really, you know, honed my skills into what they are today. You know, it's so funny as you're talking, I'm thinking it's like everyone basically pisses on artists and says, you're not going to make a career. You're not going to make any money. It's hard. You're going to struggle. But art school itself is so hard to get into. So they don't let yeah. you into the school. But then as soon as you get into the school, they say, well, you're not going to make any money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, and the, sec- the secretary at our, at our school used to tell like uh, like this really sardonic joke uh, when, when we when we got our diplomas, she was like, I don't know why you guys are so happy. You're passing, you know, from being brilliant students to be poor or employed, unemployed people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was That's... like, oh, up yours lady. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? But, but I actually, I think there's a good point here because with art, it's more about how you apply the skill. It's not the fact that artists, being an artist means you're poor. Maybe if you were to think back in like the Renaissance, the only artists that were making money were the ones that were, you know, employed by the king or by some rich landowner, you know, and they would get, you know, basically just money from the government or, uh, you know, mm-hmm. rich patron. That's where the word Patreon comes from. But yeah. that there wasn't much to do except to sculpt or to, sculpt or to paint, uh, you know, and that was kind of the extent. Now, you know, it's more about like, how can you use your art? So for instance, um, if you look at Hollywood, Everything that's decorated on a set create needs an artists from the set design to the costumes to the digital aspect. And that's all art yeah. as well. But people yeah. don't see that as art as much. But there are artists who are making great money, but they learn how to channel their skills. That's kind of what you did. You took your mm-hmm. skills and said, well, I could be a, a scientific illustrator. Maybe that's not going to make as much money as someone who understands how to utilize technology, though. And it comes with also with the right timing. You're still using the same core fundamental skills. It was like Photoshop, graphic design. Like it's still the same skills with your unique perspective. Yes, correct. And, and that perspective that actually came from my mentor. And, and I'm really, really thankful that, you know, that he, he managed to, to cross, uh, we managed to cross paths. Uh, his name is Adam Dott. Uh, he's a Canadian painter. And, and the thing that he told me that, you know, um, that really, really pushed me, you know, um, to do this kind of project was that um, he said, the secret sauce to art is that you need to do something that only you can do. Like, okay, uh, open your heart and see what's there and, and show people, okay, this is the thing that only I, as a human being with my unique experience, can do. And it took me a while to find it, but, you know, um, surrealism is something that, I, that, I, that is just me. It's old-timey, it's antiquated, it's natural, it's uh, hand-painted, it's, it's, and the entire aesthetic of the NFT space was the entire opposite. It was, you know, cyberpunk, uh, yes. you know, yes. uh, high technology, uh, you know, minimalistic art. And, and I was like, yep. oh, dude, I'm going... You know, I'm going the exact opposite way. Uh, so this is either going to be a big hit <laughs> or not. Um, did, did you take inspiration from the painting American Gothic? Do you no, know that I painting? Didn't. No, I don't think so. Let me see if I can show you. Because that that is what it looked like to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring it up on the screen. This is like a very classic painting. I don't know who painted this. This is by um, Grant Wood. Okay, let me see if I can show you this. I'm sure you're going to recognize it when I show you. Let me see. Have you seen this one before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, yeah. I remember, yes. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. kind of, there's a similar feeling to it, you know? Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's just the way that they're posing, the the color palette. Um, I just, that had a little bit of that sense to me. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it's yeah, interesting. Um, 
you know, of course, you know, so, sometimes you take inspiration and you don't even notice it because that's the way that the human brain works. Uh, 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 and that is why, you know, art for me is like uh, biological life itself. And this is going to sound really weird, but for example, um, a single cell organism, what does it do? It takes, uh, you know, uh, the things that are surrounding it in its environment, you know, it takes chemicals, food, um, that kind of stuff, and it makes more of itself. An art, an art is kind of the same thing. You take whatever is around you, and you make something that it's not an art of yourself, but it's a reflection of yourself, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. So in that way, um, it's really interesting thing to me. But uh, art is kind of like life itself. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And and then you know, you also will notice that the art that you create is very dependent on where you are in life. So like Picasso, for instance, had his like his blue period where everything that he created was was blue mm-hmm. because I think it was like the death of one of his friends and he was feeling a certain way. And mm-hmm. where you are in your life chronologically and, and psychologically and spiritually affects where you, yeah. how you create and what that looks like. Yeah, of course, exactly. So for example, uh, in my case, I've always had, you know, like this obsession with detail. Like uh, I really, really like, you know, when you zoom into a painting and you can see, you know, like the wrinkles in the cloth or, or for example, of each and every one of the segments in the antenna of an insect, that kind of stuff. Uh, I love that, for example. So regard, regardless of what I paint and regardless of the natural variation in my art, that is something that is always going to be there, like, um, you know, tiny little details. And it's something that it's hard to break out of. I mentioned, you know, a few minutes ago that I was doing storyboards for another company, you know, uh, uh, like a couple months ago. And I had to let go of that because you can't put details in a storyboard. You have to go really, really fast. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was, it was a struggle. It was a struggle. And, 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 I, and I didn't leave that company completely satisfied with my work. I, I was like, dude, I need to work on this. I need to explore this other side that I had never explored. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's going to be tough and it's going to suck about, but you know, that's the way everything starts. Well, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot to be said there about your, your time as a biologist, because biology is all about mm-hmm. the detail, yeah, all exactly. about the detail. You know, if you're doing yeah, scientific exactly. illustrations, it's not just about the broad strokes. It's about the, the, the precise detail of what, of the organism you're exploring. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and if you don't take care of details in scientific illustration, you know, the biologist is going to notice, they're going to notice, oh, you know, this thing is missing, you know, um, it's missing a hair in the back hair in the back leg and you know and that makes it a different species for example yeah well and that's i think that's also really that kind of defines the difference between just a marketer and an artist you know when you look at when you look at a lot of 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 products that are designed just for marketing just for attracting attention a lot of times the attention to detail is not there it's just mm-hmm. bright colors big words and you can tell some of the nfts that are being created now a lot of them are just for marketing they're just to create attention. They're just capitalizing on the, the marketplace as it is now. And I'm not trying to, um, you know, crypto punks are fine. That's all fine. Um, it's a different style of art, but I find it um, much more interesting when the attention to detail is there because you know that there was an artist who looked at every single piece of the thing they were creating and gave it a thought. Yeah. Yeah. With, with, surreals, with surreals, you know, my main goal was, you know, that... Um, even the most common ones, you know, like the common shitty ones that people don't want, usually in a collection, even those should be beautiful enough that people might want to print them out and put them in, uh, in their homes. That, yes. that was kind of that was kind of my visions. That, like uh, even the most common one has to be mind blown uh, and you know and awesome. Uh, and, and I think we succeeded in that in the respect. Even though you know um, took a long time to do the art and everything, I think it was worth it in the end. You definitely succeed. I mean, have you figured out how we're going to be able to? I, I want to make a, a like a beautiful print of mine. How, how can oh. we do that? 
Uh, well, um, I'm going to uh, give out like a kind of like a semi, semi spoiler because you know we've already announced this in, in our Discord, but um, we're working on on an official merchandising shop. Yeah, and we're gonna have prints there. We're gonna, we're gonna have uh, official prints, you know, uh, on Canvas that you can print out, and Great. later you can print them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but you course, can only you, print them if you own the NFT. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Of course, you know you, you don't want to wait, you know, for the merchandising shop to be open. You can you can also always you know just download the HD version from the website uh, of your reel and, and print it out yourself. You're welcome to do that as well if you don't want to wait. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna have our, our own merchandising shop really soon. I hope. Yeah, that's great. I, well, I want to support you guys. And in, we know what I thought was so interesting too. And this shows you the real effect of community. The first thing I'll say is that when it comes to Web three. I believe that community is actually more important than product, even though product is very important. I mm -hmm. feel like when it comes to web two, you know, the social media age, Facebook, it was really the product that was created first. People saw the product mm -hmm. and built a community around it. Now, I think there's a little bit of a reversal of that trend where the community is being built first, sometimes even before these projects launch. And then yes. the product is being built to in specification with that community, especially with yes. a lot of these mm -hmm. video games that are being created, you know, on the blockchain. A lot of the time, the community is there first saying what they want. And um, what I thought was so interesting was I, 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 my thing is Instagram and I don't use Twitter that much. I do use it, but I don't have mm -hmm. a huge community on there. When I posted my profile picture as surreal, I think I'm like number four, four, five, seven, my Twitter exploded, exploded with people who have never interacted with my profile before and everyone else was posting theirs. And I said, how are there 500 other people that I've never spoken to that have this as the profile picture also? It doesn't make sense, man. That's how you know a real community is formed. Yeah, and, and you can see, you know, the, the big goopy smile on my face for me right now because, you know, that, 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 that for me, it's, for me, that, that's like the mission that I set out, you know, to accomplish with this project. And it makes me really happy to hear that, you know, that people, you know, uh, uh, go and see. Hey, what is that? That it looks different. That looks, uh, you know, it's nothing like it's not like anything I've seen before in this space. And the thing you're mentioning, where the community formed first, I feel like it definitely happened in our project because you know our project started with our plan, uh, and and the community kind of made the plan, uh, and and they kind of guided me, you know, and gave me their tools and the resources that I needed in order to deliver, you know, uh, what they wanted with the project. And, and I think it's going in a, in a really good direction. I'm really really excited. I'm already uh, starting to, you know, to gather ideas for the second drop, by the way. Uh, I already announced all of this. It's nothing new, but, uh, you know, it's got, it's, I'm only mentioning it because, you know, it's something that's going to happen and has me really, really excited. Our second drop is probably going to drop um, Q1 2022. Yeah, um, it's going to be awesome. I have a lot of cool ideas for it. Uh, the, the mechanics and the distribution and the uh, tokenomics uh, of the second drop are still to be decided. You guys are going to be able to vote on that as holders, but uh, the idea itself and the art itself is, is coming along really well. I haven't started yet. I only have ideas and sketches, uh, but hopefully I'll be able to show some pretty soon. We are going to get right back to the episode, but first I want to tell you two things. Well, 
One, I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to me and to have me share some of my opinions and my thoughts with you. And the second thing is, if you are listening to this episode and you're digging what we are putting down, if you are into the new wave, if you want to learn about how you too can be a part of this new transition in technology, this new transition in economy, and be a part of everything that's happening, I highly encourage you to check out the New Wave Workshop. This is a live workshop I'm hosting via Zoom, December 17th and 18th, with me and a bunch of other really smart friends who are going to break down everything you need to know about blockchain technology, cryptocurrency, Web3, the metaverse, and everything in between. This is a fantastic primer that will allow you to understand what's going on so that you can participate in this transition rather than just sitting back and being a consumer. This is your opportunity to really understand what's happening so that you too can take advantage of this time, so that you can learn to invest, so that you can understand where the scams are and avoid them, and so that you can come out on top. This is a great opportunity for you to be part of the new wave. So if you want to learn more about this workshop and how you can get involved, you go to newwaveentrepreneur.com forward slash workshop. That's where all the info will be. And of course, we'll put this in the show notes as well. So thank you for listening. And now back to the episode. Have you, have you learned a lot? I mean, I know that you came into this at, from a from a scientific background, from an artistic background. Have you learned a lot about the technology since developing this yes. project? Yes, a, a ton. Uh, like before before I even started to get into NFTs, um, uh, I, you know, I I kind of, uh, in my spare time, I used to flip shitcoins in Uniswap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for about a year. Uh, and with, with mixed degrees of success, but um, I learned a lot there, you know, about about um, you know about what um, Web three and crypto means, and, and for me, it's uh, it's mind blowing and amazing the things that you can do in this space. Some of my favorite NFT projects, you know, that actually um, inspired me to you know to step into NFTs, or for example, Mooncats, uh, because Mooncats, you know, it was an old project that all of a sudden people were discovered it, and then suddenly everyone was rescuing a cat, you know, that kind of stuff, and, and it was like you know this big social movement and I, and I was like oh my god this is like an art form this is this art form that is going to uh, that is making people engage in a way that i had never seen before yep. yeah and, and it was like this big community movement and everyone was excited and everyone was happy and everyone was you know hey look at the cat that i rescued and and, <laughs> and, and in the process you also make money yep. i mean yeah uh, so it, it, it's almost too good to be true it's amazing and with that project with mooncats i learned that um there are possibilities in this space a lot of possibilities to do things that you know um, that you can't do with traditional digital art. You just can't do them. Yeah, you, you can engage with the audience in a really, really different way. Now, I, I don't know how to code. I, I don't know how to code, and I don't know how you know how, how to make something as unique as Mooncats happen. Uh, but you know, I think that with a little training and a little formation, you know, just like everything I've done in my life, you know, um, you can pick up that skill, learn, and then do something that is your own, and then put it out in the world. Have you seen, um, there's a, a project that my friends were talking about over the weekend and I, you know, it moves so fast. I think I completely missed it. It's like these crypto wolves with the, there's like the wolves uh, and the, yeah, the sheep. Uh, Wolfgang. Wolfgang, yeah. yeah. Have you, have you looked yeah. at that? Uh, I, I kind of only glanced at it. Uh, I didn't really like go deep into it because I was out of town, uh, but it looked very interesting. Yeah. It looks interesting. It's, it's almost like these projects, they happen so quickly that if you're not paying attention to the space 
all yeah. day, every day, yeah. you, you almost miss it because the floor starts off low and in six hours, the floor is already three ETH or something. You're like, fuck, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is, that is the only thing, that is the only thing that I don't like about blockchain crypto. Uh, yeah. That is 20, 24-7, all day, every day, and if you're doing the best. That is like um, the only thing that I don't like because, you know, I have insomnia. <laughs> so it's <laughs> not, it's not healthy for a person like me to-, to It's not healthy. Uh, no. Exactly. To to wake up at one in the morning to farm uh, some some coin, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I have done, by the yeah. way. I, which I have done, by the way. Uh, so so um, that's the only thing that I don't like. Uh, but everything else, great and amazing. And I think this technology has uh, a really, 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 really interesting feature. Yeah, you know, it's interesting too because I think well, I think a couple of things. I think one with all these big companies now understanding the, the the value of not just crypto space, but also the NFT space we've seen. Nike get an NFTs now, Windows or, or Microsoft, um, you know, fuck even Burger King is giving out NFTs now. Yep. Uh, I think that big institutions are giving a push to the space and bringing awareness around it. So that's important. And I think that the technology of NFTs, being able to have digital ownership is probably the the for me the takeaway from this movement. Whether people are still going to be selling, you know, these types of specific types of NFT art over the next 10 years, maybe. I think that the transition of your skill set will evolve and you'll be able to do lots of other things in this space as well. This is kind of just like the beginning of the movement. Um, what do you yep. how do you think that the space will change? Or do you think that it's going to be, you know, that this is going to be a, a long phase, a short bubble? What's your prediction? So what I learned during my one year of, you know, of uh, Unisop Casino <laughs> was that um, everything here was kind of like in cycles. Yeah. Like, uh, for example, uh, there is DeFi, there is NFTs, there is other stuff. Uh, and they kind of move like, like in cycles. Like um, yeah. for this couple months, this thing is super popular. And then it isn't. And then this other thing is super popular. And then it isn't. What drives that cycle? Innovation. Like when this thing is not popular, somebody's working on it and somebody's working on an innovation that is going to make it popular. Yeah. And yeah. And then somebody comes out with, with another thing, you know, that nobody even thought about. Uh, uh, for example, uh, when Uniswap, um, uh, for example, changed from LP tokens to NFTs to represent liquidity, that was like a, a super big innovation. And then suddenly, uh, suddenly another project, which is called uh, Beezer, I believe, uh, they launched their own platform based, based only on that. And the project was really successful for a while. And then, then now that is not as popular. And, and, and it goes like, you know, like in these bouts, you know, in these cycles. And so what I think is going to happen in the future is that somebody is going to come up with uh, another big innovation uh, that is really going to drive it home and, you know, and take us into um, the next big thing, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, whether that's going to be uh, NFTs or something else. Well, we're already seeing integrations in gaming. We're already seeing integrations for art. For that's music. what I was going to uh, say, yeah. Yeah, for example. Uh, so how long until, for example, Uber, Uber or something like that, which is already, well, I'm not going to say decentralized, but uh, for example, every, uh, the idea is decentralized. That every driver, you know, provides their own, uh, you know, uh, their own ride, and they all take part in this system, in the, in the system that can, um, you know, in order to uh, provide people that don't have cars with rights. Uh, the idea is decentralized. The execution, not so much. But for example, where there was a, a cryptocurrency, you know, uh, that would allow a system like that that, that is completely decentralized. Uh, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless, to be quite honest. Uh, and so what I think is going to happen is that, you know, it's going to go through many cycles. And during one of those cycles, there is going to be a big innovation that's going to break out. What is that going to be? I don't know. But that is my prediction. I mean, I think you're right. And I think like, 
you know, right now, NFTs as individual pieces of art is a part of the cycle and we're taking advantage of that piece of the cycle. But I think in general, NFTs are here to stay because as you mentioned, yeah, they're being integrated into, into larger parts of this entire wave, which is video games, music, and other things, because really they just represent pieces of value, you know, and, and they represent like uh, property, essentially digital digitized property. And that's something that I think humans are, having a hard time wrapping our heads around the fact uh, Chris Dixon, who's a venture capitalist from Andreessen Horowitz said, uh, web one was read only, web two was read, write, and web three is read, write, own. And so, you know, now we're, we're starting to wrap our, our minds around the idea that the things we create online, we're now beginning to actually own them and not just own them when we're on that website, but also take them with us, transfer them, extract value from them. And that's a new concept. And I think that we're still trying to understand what that means. And so, yes. you know, what would you say to someone who is uh, interested in becoming a creator in this space? Because what I always encourage people to do is not just to be a consumer of new technology, but to be a creator in that new space. Okay. So my advice would be, first of all, uh, to have fun. Uh, like if you're not having fun, don't even bother because you know it, it's going to be like a lot of work. And if you're only doing it for for you know for um, for the money, uh, you know you're going to have a bad time. Um, do it for fun uh, first of all, uh, and do something. Uh, again, I'm going to repeat the advice that my my own mentor gave me, uh, and it is do something that only you can do. Like uh, look into your own experience as as a human being, um, and ask yourself what is something that only I can do from my point of view. And, and then put it out there. Uh, you know, it's hard. It's a scary, of course, because, you know, you're kind of opening your heart to the world. It's a scary. It, 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 the idea might not have, you know, um, a, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of supporters early on. So that, that's, that always is scary as, as, as humans. You know, okay, I open my heart and, you know, nobody noticed. Yeah, that's really scary. But if you get past that fear, you know, and, and you can make something, uh, you, I think you, people anywhere can make something beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and unique as well. Uh, and that is something that, that I think uh, sometimes we miss, you know, because we are, again, you know, uh, so focused on writing the next trend and the next cycle and the next, you know, and, and the thing that, that we kind of lose, lose track of that, you know, um, of what is something that only I can do and that is going to be, uh, you know, only I can offer and is going to be unique. Uh, so those are my two pieces of advice, you know, have fun and make something that is you. That's beautiful. Uh, okay. I mean, we're, now we've gone full podcast. Uh, where can people find out more about your work? Okay. So um, I have an art station. Uh, I have an art station page, which is uh, jfb.artstation.com. Um, yeah, um, that is where you can find, you know, my personal work, which I haven't done any <laughs> in, in, yeah, in, uh, in like six months or more, which is extremely embarrassing. But, uh, you know, this project kind of took, took my whole, the, the entirety of my time. And, and I'm still, you know, um, it's thankfully, and, and, you know, and thanks to the community and, and everyone else, is getting to a, a point where I don't have to, you know, to be there twenty four seven anymore. Again, thanks to all the mods and thanks to all our, our, our staff and team members for that. So now that I can, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, I don't have to be there twenty four seven anymore. Hopefully, I'll have some more time to do some more art uh, for myself, which I haven't done in a long time. <laughs> yeah, but jfv.artstation.com uh, is where you can see, you know, the art. I also have a Twitter, which is also jfv uh, at Twitter. Um, I don't use it that much, but um, there's where you can find, you know, kind of like my, my crypto side of things and kind of my, my opinions on, on crypto and NFTs and that kind of stuff. And I also have an Instagram, which, um, which is where, I, where we met each other, yeah, which is uh, decapod.artworks. Decapod Artworks used to be my brand, you know, uh, Decapod is a crustacean, 
uh, very biologist thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My thesis was with freshwater crabs, so it's inappropriate. So decoupled artworks used to be um, my um, yeah my old brand name. We'll put it all in the yacht. show notes. I also have a yacht. Uh, my yacht has all, all my links, which is coffee plus pencil. Yeah. Nice, mm. nice. Put it all in the show notes. Jay, thank you so much for this podcast. I didn't. I honestly, I honestly didn't know. I mean, I thought maybe we would do it, and then I'm like, oh, maybe we'll just have a, a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, it, well, then it started getting really good. I'm like, okay, this. I'm so glad it was recording because okay. you're you're a natural at it. You just you. We went right into the story mode. You know. Yeah. So it was really good. We appreciate yeah. it. Right. Uh, thank you so much so, for having me, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed this show. And, uh, you know, Jay is such a fascinating guy and he has such an interesting perspective on uh, this new crypto movement. I think mostly because he doesn't come from a traditional, you know, crypto background. You know, he was a biologist and he moved into, you know, marketing and media through Amazon and then he stepped into this world. But he's a true artist among artists. I really enjoyed learning from him and I hope you did as well. And of course, all of this will be listed on your favorite podcast platform wherever you listen. So please do me the honor of leaving a review and a rating on wherever you listen to this. It will really help us to get the message out there. And of course, if you want to keep up with everything that we're producing at The New Wave Entrepreneur, make sure you go to newwaveentrepreneur.com. You can check out the new blog that we just released. There's going to be a whole bunch of free content there as well as premium stuff to learn even more about the stuff that's important to you like crypto, DeFi, psychedelic, self-defense, personal sovereignty, mental health, and everything in between. And of course, I'm putting updates on my new workshops. So for instance, we have the new wave workshop, which is all about Web3, crypto, DeFi, metaverse that's happening December 17th and 18th. That's also at newwaveentrepreneur.com. We're going to do a merch drop as well soon. It's all on this website. It's a very simple website too. It's literally just one page with links to all the stuff that I mentioned. So make sure you check this stuff out. Uh, It's definitely worth involving yourself to be a creator in this movement, not just a consumer. Okay. So guys, remember, this is very important. The water is warm. The tide is rising. So jump right in and let's surf this new wave. I'll catch you next time.